right. Thank you. Well, good morning and welcome to First Church. It is so good to have you back for the second week of our sermon series called Joseph. Say it with me. Joseph, if you are new with us this morning, we want to welcome you. We are so glad that you are here. What we are doing this this sermon series is taking a look at three aspects of Joseph's life. His purpose, his purity, and his pardon. Purpose, purity, and pardon. And I want to say, uh, say thank you to my wife, uh, Pastor Simone. <laughs> so, she, I, I, I get, yes, that's right, for uh, starting us out with uh, looking at Joseph's purpose. She did an excellent job, and I have received so many compliments about her sermon. I don't know why people uh, ask me, uh, uh, contemplating me about Simone's sermon. Uh, it's kind of like, man, how do you get a wife like that? <laughs> and the answer is simple. It's the helmet. <laughs> it's all about <laughs> the helmet. Um, uh, yes, yes. Oh, yes, thank you, thank you. Oh, so how about we switch, because I need this Okay. That doesn't uh, work. There we go. And so the scripture today, if you have your Bibles with you, it'll actually be on the screen, I believe. But I, I don't think it's on the screen because it's too long. Yeah, we decided to cut it. But so if you don't have your Bibles, just follow along um, with when I read. And it, the scripture comes from Genesis 39, beginning on verse with verse 6. And as you turn there, uh, this morning we began talking about purity. Purity. And this is what the scripture says. This is the word of God for the people of God. Genesis 39, verse 6. So Potiphar left everything he had in Joseph's care. With Joseph in charge, he did not concern himself with anything except the food he ate. Now Joseph was well-built and handsome. And after a while, his master's wife took notice of Joseph and said, Come to bed with me. But he refused. With me in charge, he told her, my master does not concern himself with anything in the house. Everything he owns, he has entrusted to my care. No one is greater in this house than I am. My master has withheld nothing from me except you because you are his wife. How then could I do such a wicked thing and sin against God? And though she spoke to Joseph day after day, he refused to go to bed with her or even be with her. One day he went into the house to attend to his duties, and none of, of the household servants was inside. She got him by, by his cloak and said, come to bed with me. But he left his cloak in her hand and ran out of the house. When she saw that he had left his cloak in her hand and had run out of the house, she called her household servants. Look, she said to them, this Hebrew has been brought to us to make sport of us. He came in here to sleep with me, but I screamed. When he heard me scream for help, he left his cloak beside me and ran out of the house. She kept his cloak beside her until the master came home. Then she told him the story. That Hebrew slave you brought to us came to make sport of me. But as soon as I screamed for help, he left his cloak beside me and ran out of the house. When his master heard the story, his wife told him, saying, This is how your slave treated me. He burned with anger. Joseph's masters took him and put him in prison. The place where the king's prisoners were confined. But while Joseph was there in the prison, the Lord was with him. 
So when we begin to talk about purity, we see that there are some pitfalls on the path to living a life of purity. And the first thing that we notice here, uh, based on Joseph's story, is that success, more often than not, tends to breed struggle. And this is true in our spiritual life, because when everything is going well, then God has his favor upon us, and we are growing in our spiritual lives, enjoying great success, the enemy somehow notices it. And he be, we, become, we become his target. And more often than not, the way that he begins to tempt us, or sometimes he throws darts at us, is in this area of sexual temptation. Now look at what happens in the case of Joseph. Not only is he experiencing the blessing of God, but scripture also tells us that he is physically blessed as well. It says that he was well-built and handsome. And after a while, his master's wife took notice of him. Now, there is some of you there, uh, some of you, that, uh, that does not apply to us. Amen? <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Get out of the mirror, uh, well, bitter and handsome, not so much. It reminds me of the time when I was a sophomore in college, and I come back with my first real live girlfriend. Yes, that's right. So we have the three-on-three basketball tournament and to start the year, and so my friend and I got a team together. Well, that was a mistake because after two games, we were out of the tournament, and the only reason that it lasted two games is because it was double eliminations. <laughs> but I caught up with my girlfriend, and I have told her the bad news. She said, well, you, it's all right. You did so good, dunking and with your shirt off and stuff. You are so hot. <laughs> and, I, <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I, 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 what, I, I am kind of hot, aren't I? <laughs> Dunking and with my shirt off and stuff. But then I got to thinking, I don't know how to dunk. <laughs> and, and I definitely didn't have my shirt off at any time. <laughs> that made for an awkward rest of the conversation. And yeah, in case we were wondering, uh, wondering that relationship did not uh, last long. <laughs> But regardless of what we look like, these temptations are still a very real possibility. In fact, our word has made it such today that we don't even have to have person-to-person contacts to create this false intimacy between magazines, computer streams, chat lines, and a host of other things or the arrows of the enemy are often flung at us in a million different directions. And when things are doing well, watch out. Watch out. Second, we see in Joseph's example, this temptation is not a one and done thing. But the enemy is often quite relentless. Jenny 39 says that those Joseph refused, she continued to ask Joseph the same thing over and over, day after day. Come to bed with me. Come to bed with me. Come to bed with me. You know, you see, our enemy knows that he doesn't have to win the battle in one day. With those, he may not give in on the first try, and he can plant the seed. Get you 
thinking, mind wandering, eyes lingering. He has accomplished his goal. A flirting conversation with their coworker, that movie with just a little bit of nudity, that song with the questionable lyrics, mm. anything to get your mind moving in that the direction, the enemy has accomplished his purpose. Day after day after day, relentless temptation. Third, we see in Joseph's story, purity is not always praised. Purity is not always praised. Joseph makes the right decision. He chooses holiness rather than sin. But rather than being punished, rather being blessed for his obedience, Joseph is punished and thrown into prison. How often does something similar play out in our society. Mm. Our schooled, our teens and young adults are mocked for their purity. What do you mean? you never been with a girl? Hold on. You got our mate waiting until marriage? Are you seriously going to text that, that car first without driving it first? <laughs> it's your body. Do what you want. You're not hurting anyone. And rather than being honored for their purity, our teens and young adults are ridiculed for their obedience. So we see that we are all, we're not, none of us are exempt from being attacked in this area. And so we must have a plan. We must have a strategy, a plan for purity. And here we see that in the face of pitfalls that may come along the way, we have to have a plan. What are we going to do to resist the enemy's attacks? And I believe that Joseph provides for us an example of how to go about having and cultivating a relational purity first in our heart and then with one another. And here's how we start, okay? We got to have this plan for combating the lies of the enemy. And the way we start is by being accountable for our actions. Verse 9 in, in, in Genesis 39, he, uh, Joseph begins to reflect and he says, how then could I do such a wicked thing and sin against God? Because first and foremost, purity is really, um, it, it's about maintaining a vertical relationship. And when we do something that trespasses and transgresses his design for us, then we hurt this relationship. And, and so we must remember that we first and foremost belong to God. And in this, unfortunately, many of us recognize this too late. Because we, especially as we are young adults or, or teenagers uh, here in this room, I'm, I'm speaking to you now. <laughs> we also know that we just not only belong to God, but we belong to our spouses. And you may say, well, I'm not even married yet. But let me tell you something. You must start now. You must start now protecting and preserving the purity that God has given you because this is a treasure of yours. And if you don't have this plan now, it will be too late <laughs> later. And so as you say, I'm not even married, I don't even have to worry about that. Well, let me tell you that here's the truth. You don't belong to one another yet, but, but you have something that belongs to your future spouse now. And so you must walk in accordance with the purpose that God gave you, preserving the purity for the spouse that he has already selected for you. And so that's why we have to begin remembering we belong to God and we belong to our spouse. Second, he distanced himself from danger. He distanced himself from danger. Verse 10, and though she spoke with him, Joseph, day after day, 
he refused to go to bed with her or even be with her. He distanced himself from danger by refusing to even be with her. There are a couple ways that do this. Number one, dress modestly. <laughs> dress modestly. Now, dress in a way that brings glory to God, not yourself. If you're, uh, I'm not sure, err on the side of purity. <laughs> and uh, men, this is uh, not for women alike. This is for men, too. Men, I know you have been spending four hours on a day <laughs> in the gym, but keep those rock-hard abs covered up. <laughs> <laughs> The women don't need to see it, and the guys don't want to see it. <laughs> Save it for your wife. And women, be respectful of the men who made commitments to holiness with your eyes. Men are visible creatures. Don't make it harder on them than it is. Besides, as I knew, used to tell the students when I was a resident director at Olivet, it's you have, if you have to keep advertising it, it must not be that good to begin with. <laughs> dress modestly. Dress modestly. Uh, <laughs> um, number two, avoid compromise. Avoid compromise. You know where you are weak. Don't put yourself in compromising situations. If you are dating, don't do devotions together in bed. It's not going to end well. <laughs> If you are married, don't act like it. Don't spend a night at the other person's place. Don't move in together. Don't put yourself in the position to fail. I have a guy I was counseling the other day, uh, uh, other year, and he kept failing morally over and over again. And he said to me, no, uh, no Andrew, I, uh, and when I put myself in a compromising situation, I fail 10 times out of 10. And I, so I said to you, to stop to putting that, uh, I, I know really, stop putting yourself in their situations. It, uh, because when you're already, uh, you, if you, uh, you already find yourself in compromising situations, the battle is already lost. The best way to prepare for a pure marriage tomorrow is a holy life today. God, uh, number three, guard your eyes. Guard your eyes. Men, this is especially for you. It begins with your eyes. A little glance, a little graze there. Avoid compromise. Guard your eyes. First, be accountable for your actions. Second, distance yourself from danger. And third, flee from sin. Flee from sin. Verse 12, she caught him by his cloak and said, come to bed with me. But he left his cloak in her hand and ran. Everybody said ran. Ran. Ran, ran out of the house. When we were down in Kentucky for a few years, uh, Simone picked up a job as an interpreter. And so one Friday evening, she, she got the call to interpret and so while she in, in, interpreting, uh, I just uh, sat on a bench and waited for her. All of a sudden, as the corner of my eye, I see the, uh, this animal approaching. So 
it was a small creature, but I wasn't very scared. And that is, it, until I got close and I recognized it for what his was. There in the middle of the park was a skunk. <laughs> a skunk. So now, any sane person would head the other direction, but not me. <laughs> I, instead of heading the other way, I followed the skunk. <laughs> yes, yes, I did. So, uh, <laughs> um, I followed into uh, some bushes, and then I lost him. So, a smart guy that I was, <laughs> I took a stick out and started poking at him. <laughs> uh, that was less than successful, but it was near my car, and so I got this great idea of setting off the a car alarm. <laughs> well, that did it, and the skunk came out of the hiding place and shot straight towards me. <laughs> Uh, that was adventure enough for me, <laughs> and uh, I ran like a crazy person through the parking like, 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 like a park, uh, like my life depending on it. <laughs> Reflecting on that time of my life, I, it, it, oh, uh, there's only one reason for my poor decision making. Is you know that what it is, brain cancer. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. <laughs> <laughs> what is five years stretching it a little bit far? <laughs> I don't know. All I know that I, I as I, I got away from the skunk, never to be go near one again. You can't use brain cancer for everything. Yeah, that's okay, right. so yeah. <laughs> but you know, it's the same thing that happens uh, when we talk about fleeing from sin, especially in in regards to this to the sexual sin. Because 1 Corinthians 6, 6, 6, 18 says, flee from sexual immorality. All other sins a man or woman commits are outside of his body. But he who sins sexually sins against his own body. The Bible never tells us to flee from any other sin. It doesn't say flee from gossip. It doesn't say flee from anger. Flee from jealousy. But it does say flee from sexual immorality. It must be a choice that we make and we, we already have this, this combat plan against the enemy's attacks. Flee. Because for too many people, they hang around just a second too long. Just one more glance, just one more click, just one more page, and we find ourselves helplessly and hopelessly trapped all over again by that which threatens to destroy our very soul. Some would say, you know, Andrew, I'm really messed up. <laughs> it's too late to, for me. What can I do now? This is Satan's final mm. lie. You can't change. If you did, the damage has already been done. It's too late for you. You might as well enjoy your sin while you can. Mm. But listen to me. If Satan is a liar, Christ is the way the truth, mm. and the life. Mm. Satan would tell you that it's too late for you, but in Christ, mm. you can become new. Amen. And Satan would tell you it's too late to change, but God tells you that it's never too late to start over. Satan would tell you that your heart has been damaged, but God says, create me a pure heart, Create in me a clean heart, mm. O oh God. Mm. Satan would tell you that you're too far gone. 
But God will tell you that if anyone is in Christ, mm. he is a new creation. Hallelujah. The old has gone. Mm. Behold, I am making all things new, Amen. set free, completely healed, marriage changed, mar 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 pornography no more. That which has separated you and your spouse from intimacy, whatever it is, you uh, in Christ, you can be free. Amen. Today is the day. Today is the day. It, there is a spiritual line in the sand. And whatever happened to you, you are moving forward. Hallelujah. You are moving forward. You are moving forward. And I promise you, <laughs> I promise you that in the end, now all the said and done, it will be worth it. Mm. It will be worth it. <laughs> because wherever the sun sets free, mm. that's free. Hallelujah. Indeed. Help us, Jesus. Mm. <laughs> Help us, Jesus. Help those who want to turn over a new leaf. Yes, Father. Yes, Father. Help those who draw a line in the sand mm. to have the courage to do that tomorrow, uh, to, uh, today. Yes. Help us, Jesus. Yes, in God. Jesus' name. Yes, God. As we pray today, this morning, uh, that or some of you say, um, Andrew, <laughs> you're talking directly to me. <laughs> I send... <laughs> I messed up. Some of you want to say, uh, I, I know that uh, I, Joseph in the story, but no matter how hard I try, I can't. No matter how hard I try to be pure, I fall into the same temptation over and over and over again. And that's you. There is still hope. There is hope, but... You got to be desperate mm. for it. Mm. And you'd say, I'm done. Mm. I'm finished. I'm through. I'm getting help. I'm getting accountability for my actions. I'm distancing myself from danger. I flee from sexual immorality. If that's you, here's what I want you to do today. Mm. In just a moment, by upraised hand, you are saying two things. One, by the grace of God, I am put in my stake in the ground, mm. and I say, no more. No more. No more second looks. No more flirting with that coworkers. No more uh, 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 pornography. No more addictions. No more affairs. No more tome. No more. Mm. But two, I'm getting help. <laughs> I'm getting help. It's too strong for me. I need some accountability. I need some accountability to, so that the community can be strong when I am weak. Two things. And I don't care if no one raises their hand because the stakes are really high. Mm. But if you do, you are drawing a line in the sand that says no more, no more. It ends today. Between you and God, no one else looking around. Between you and God, you would say, I'm finished. I'm through. I'm done. I need help. I need accountability. Today is my first step toward freedom. If that's you today, I uh, want you to lift up your hand right now. Right now. This, uh, just no more guilt. 
No more shame. No more condemnation. Mm. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Mm. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Convict, O God. Convict, O God. Yes, Lord. Convict, O God. Yes, Lord. Speak, O God. Speak, O God. Yes, Lord. Speak with us, O God. Oh, Jesus. Speak, O God. Lord. Father, you've seen the hands. <laughs> Most importantly, you've seen the hearts. Mm. There's those who have been courageous enough yes, to God. say, Hallelujah. I'm done, I'm Hallelujah. through. May this be a line in the sand. Lord, let it never go back to the way things used to be. Yes, I, yes. Make us alive and that's uh, the day. Oh, feel uh, for some, uh, those who are ready to take the next step, don't let them rest today until they receive some a sort of accountability. Mm. It's too strong for us on their mm. own. And we have to have a community mm. to walk a song beside us. Hallelujah. Help us, Lord. Help us in Jesus' name. Yes, in Jesus' yes, name. As we continue to pray, there are some of you that this is your day. <laughs> that Some of you, uh, you thought that you were here because uh, uh, that was what you do on Sundays. <laughs> For others of you, this is your first time here. You change the ch things out, and all of a sudden, your spirit got a hold of your heart, and this is your moment. You got some sort of sin, uh, some guilt, some shame, some fear, some doubt that keeping you from God. But today, Jesus is knocking on the door of your heart. And this morning, the invitation is open to you. His free gift, his salvation. All you have to do is call on the name of the Lord. Call on the name of Jesus. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And today, there's some of you, this is your moments. You say, this is why I'm here. I don't have to live in my past. My past doesn't define me. Mm. Today is a new day. Mm. Today is the day of my salvation. No more condemnation. No more shame. No more dwelling upon the past. Behold, I am making all things new. And that, I've, that's your prayer today. Jesus, set me free. Forgive me of my past. I Make me clean. I need you. I need a Savior. I need forgiveness. If that's your prayer today, lift up your hand right mm. now. Mm. Right now. Mm. Oh, Lord, just help up. Yes, Lord. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yes, Lord. Thank you. Anyone else? <laughs> yes, Lord. This is the day. This is the day. <laughs> yes, Lord. Everyone, if you would, no one prays alone. <laughs> Everyone all over you in the sanctuary, pray along with your neighbors. Repeat after me. Heavenly Father, forgive me of my sins. Make me new. Jesus you died. Do I forgive and forgive forgiven? Jesus, you rose. So I begin to be set free. So I could be set free.
Forgive me of my sins. Forgive me of my sins. Clean up my mess. Clean up my mess. I give my life to you. I give my life to you. And I'm never turning back. And I'm never turning back. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I pray. Amen.